and uh, uh, I'm at the place in our church in Brownwood. We had, we crowded out our record attendance not too long ago was 603, and my building only seats about 300. And uh, they're talking about building, and uh, I just get cold feet and get the chills. And, so we had a, a young girl uh, from the city. Uh, her and her boyfriend, I guess, was having a squabbled early one morning about 5.30. I get a call from uh, one of my assistants that lives right next to the church there. I said, Pastor, said, there's a car in the fellowship hall. I said, really? So I, <laughs> I'll be right there. I ran over there and... <laughs> Sure enough, she had tried to chase the guy and ran right into our fellowship, missed our main sanctuary and ran into our fellowship hall and just blew the end of the fellowship hall out. And uh, I said, good thing, we'll just enlarge it. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we're starting to build a little bit. <laughs> oh, man, I t I'm so, so happy for you all. And, and, and I want my father-in-law and mother-in-law, I love them very much. And our family, Brother Andrew King and, and Sister... Uh, uh, Rachel and Brother Daryl and Sister Joy and Brother Scott, all of you, you're, you're very, very precious to us. And, and I want you to know that our family is a, is a good family. We have lots of preachers in our family. I, I can't tell you. So many when we get together, uh, you know, Brother Treadway, we don't talk about other things. We talk about church, don't we? Yeah, and today we talked about church. It's a, it's a great thing to be in. And, and I see Uncle Albert and Aunt Joan here, and I'm just so glad that all of you, you know what? We're all one family. Amen. Really. Amen. I worked with Brother Gleason at ABI for several years and loved him very much. Worked with Brother and Sister Toole over in Milwaukee many years ago. My, my, my. We're just all one big family, aren't we? Amen. Amen. But you know what? We're all going to go to heaven together. And whether you like it or not, you might live right next to that one you don't like a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. I love this song. And I want to just kind of take us from this room to another room and it sounds like this and brother Bendell you's gonna move this microphone because I keep moving this hand no I'm just kidding <laughs> I'll fix it for you I dreamed of a city called glory so bright so when I entered the gates I cried holy and the angels all met me there they carried me from mansion and all the sights I saw then I said I want to see Jesus for he's the one thank God who died for all Holy. 
I cried holy yes holy the Son of God, as I entered the gates of that city, my loved ones, they all knew me well, I have a father and a son, amen, amen, and they took me down the street of heaven think about it oh the sights too many to tell and I saw Abraham I saw Jacob and Isaac hallelujah I talked with Mark and Oh, but I said, I want to see Jesus, for he is the one, hallelujah, who died for me, hallelujah, and I bowed on my knees and cried holy. I cried holy, amen, yes, I cried holy, hallelujah, holy, I clap, clap your hands, would you, my hands and sang glory, I feel it, amen, holy, I clap, Gonna be long, folks. Hallelujah! Come on, let's praise Him. Glory to God! Hallelujah! Oh, you talk about praise. You talk about glory. Hallelujah! Oh, I clap my hands and I sing glory. Yes, I sing glory to the Son of God. Let's praise him again. Hallelujah. 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 My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. said Jesus is what it's all about. I'm going to ask Brother and Sister Carl Brown to come stand over here to my left up on the platform. They're going to sing a song in just a minute. But 
they had a wedding anniversary on Thanksgiving Day. This man has been with this church. In fact, I believe, if I'm correct, his first service in this church was the night they elected me. Is that right? And they put him on the tabulating committee to count the votes. And I think I got all 23 votes. Brother Brown has been with this church all these years. And for almost 15 years, he's been my assistant. And for about 13, 14 years, somewhere there, he's been the principal of our Christian school. He's been faithful. He has been faithful. And uh, he met this little gal down in McMinnville and uh, courted her for a little while, and then they decided to get married. So I got to help in the wedding of this couple. Brother Brown, how long have you been married to Sister Vicki? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. What do you want to say about it? Doesn't kiss away the pain or the hurt you can't explain when the world has left you lonely. But he takes you underneath his wings and restores your broken dreams. He can love you like no No one can give you peace you cannot understand. No one can bind your wounds with nail-scarred hands. No one can touch you like Jesus can. Hands that touch 
the blind, the lame Are now in so much pain From the nails that cruelly pierce them But from these wounds flow liquid love That power from above Bringing hope and restoration No one can touch you like Jesus can No one can give you peace You cannot understand No one can bind your wounds With nail-scarred hands No one can touch you like Jesus can No one can touch you like Again, we're honored today to have Brother Tommy Hudson and his wife with us from Mesa, Arizona. He is the district superintendent of the state of Arizona, and I want him to come and leave his testimony. Brother Hudson, good to have you here. Thank you, Brother King. Praise the Lord, everyone. It is certainly our privilege to be here. I mentioned yesterday we were here. But this is always a wonderful time for a pastor to have dedication service. Know that everything is just about wrapped up as far as the building is concerned, ready to have revival. I say again how beautiful everything is. I appreciate the brother that was up here and congratulating all of you and thanking you for the work. I actually gave my brother-in-law about an hour and a half in our dedication service. Uh, to be sure and thank everyone. He took quite a while and went through it, but it's time well spent. Sign of appreciation for all the labor and the effort that's put into building something like this. Certainly this is for the glory of God. It's not to glorify us, but it's that God be glorified. I appreciate people that love God enough that they're willing to put effort into building something this beautiful for God to be in. I think it's, it speaks well. Was it someone mentioning me? They're showing uh, someone through the build, a building so they, won't, they judge the church by how much people love the Lord. So if your house is nicer than the church house, there's something wrong with your dedication to the kingdom of God. You can certainly stand in this place and realize that the house of God is important to you. It's so nice to be here. Brother King, it's a real privilege to get to be with you in this church during this time. Thank you. 
and our own Oregon District Superintendent and his wife. Brother M.D. Johnson, they were here yesterday morning, but uh, he's coming to speak to you a moment, and he's going to participate in the dedication of this house today. Brother Johnson. Our heart is full with thanksgiving, for this is indeed unto the Lord. He chose us and ordained us to serve Him in this life. We're seeking to serve Him in the best way we know and to, to, to reach our world. And, uh, it's... it's his hand that moves our hearts. We appreciate the kings and uh, their hearts, their direction, their burden for this work and their love for God through the years. Um, concern for what he said, you are my witnesses. He said, go ye therefore to all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. We have heard today where he commanded the elders to feed the flock. Um, we, have, we have expressed, shared our concerns and our burden, our heart and our feeling about the work of the Lord on many occasions. And we are just thrilled to be a part of this celebration today, reaching this milestone in their lives and your lives who are a part of this, and for all of us who are here uh, that uh, do not belong to this church, have our churches, belong to another church, uh, this is ours too. This is ours too. Uh, this is our heart and burden as well. We are thrilled and happy, and then when something happens in our local scene, uh, you are happy and thrilled with us. It is a family indeed, and we are called by one name. Uh, we speak a common tongue. Uh, we understand each other. When someone steps here and says, praise the Lord. We all just, we know what to do. Uh, we know how to respond to each other. And it's wonderful to be a part of this great family. Be working in the same direction. We balance each other. Uh, we help each other. Uh, we sometimes are sort of like sandpaper for each other. Uh, God knows how to put a family together, doesn't he? Amen. And he is here today. We feel his presence today. And, and we are here saying amen to all the honor that has been expressed. Uh, we did not hear the message last night, but we have heard before. And we know that it was everything you say. We are listening again to hear today. Appreciate Brother Treadway and his life and his ministry and what he means to this cause so much. And, you know, we don't have to be together to be a strength for one another. Just to know that brother's over there, this brother's over here. And we, we just, it's a wonderful thing. There's no better plan ever created by anyone than God's eternal plan. That involved his church in this world. And it's a wonderful thing to be a part of this. And we honor the pastor and wife here, this church, the men who have been for the, in the forefront in, 
in helping to prepare this, all the saints of God in every little way. All the prayers that you have prayed. Sometimes there are elderly men who would like to be out there with a hammer and so who can't be. But their heart you feel, their prayers you feel, the experience they have had in serving God, you are strengthened by that. We are strengthened by that. That mother that uh, can't really get into the baking like she would like to, but thank God for her prayers, for her heart and the advice and, and what she means to the cause. It's, it's just, it's a kind of day where you could talk all day. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor King, Sister King. Uh, we are thrilled and happy to be a part of this today. And his good wife. And, of course, we're very grateful to the Lord for all that he's done. And I remember the beginnings of this church and through the years being in this area have seen its revival and growth with every growth there are times of disappointment and heartache and but you don't focus on that you focus on the the good things somehow God seemed to make us so that we more easily forget the bad and we remember the good I'm so glad he made us that way I heard, uh, I was at a church dedication about a year and a half ago in another state, a friend of mine to build a building, and, and uh, a minister there told a story about uh, a church dedication where every preacher that got up and every individual that got up, got up and said, well, it just look what the Lord has done. Isn't it wonderful what God did? And and all that pastor and those men could think about were those late nights and hard work and long time getting it done and somebody else would get up and say just isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done and after a while the pastor got up and said well I you know I, I'm thankful for all the Lord did but you should have seen it when he had it all by himself <laughs> and so to build a building like this, we understand that it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of unity and a lot of faith and loyalty to the man of God. And so I highly commend Brother King. He's a great man. We've known him and his wife for many years now. And my earliest memories of these folks if the elder will forgive me when they called them Barry and Alma Lee and they would come over to our house I remember that and she'd play the piano and I thought there was no better piano player in the world than Sister King and by the way she still ranks up there with some of the best in my book praise the Lord And I remember thinking as a boy that Brother King had such a mellow voice. In fact, I thought he sounded like Nat King Cole. <laughs> and uh, 
So, but what I really remember of those times was just in the home, in the living room, the presence of the Lord had come down. And I'll tell you, I still cherish those memories. I'm glad we can feel God wherever we are. Praise the Lord. And I'm glad for people that make up their mind that they're going to stay with this for the long haul. Praise the Lord. And uh, I, there's something about thinking about heaven. I rejoice that I can jump and shout with the best of them. But I'm glad that he didn't put it all on the other side. But we can enjoy the journey too. <clears throat> Thank the Lord. And uh, we, we got a song, I hope it fits today. Anyway, it's apostolic worship. It says, I'm not just going to make it, but I'm enjoying the trip. You worship the Lord. Well, I heard about a place that the Lord went away to prepare. It sounded so great that I thought I want to live up there Since he saved my weary soul Sweet heaven's been my goal I'm not only gonna make it I'm enjoying the trip I'm not only going to make it, I'm enjoying the trip. I made up my mind, there is no turning back, this is it. For Jesus is carrying my load, heaven, that's my goal. I'm not only going to make it, I'm enjoying the trip. I'm not only going to make it, I'm enjoying the trip. There's no turning back, this is it Jesus is carrying my load Heaven, that's my goal I'm not only gonna make it I'm enjoying the dream Now the devil, he'll tell you There's nothing left to do but stop He'll say there's a way You're ever gonna reach the top Turning back, this is it. 
got the authority here. He said he wants another one. Praise the Lord. There. Here they come. I'm going to sing another one. Appreciate my family. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm going to do this one for Brother Webster. I'm glad that we've got something that makes us happy. And it's not just happy that's surface, but it's joy down inside. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's that new, new wine The kind that makes you smile all the time I heard about it just a little while ago And ever since I did I just can't let this happy feeling go That makes you smile all the time. Why am I funny green? I'm just a new wine drink, holding new, new wine. Well, money can't buy it. 
But once you try it, you'll have a lifetime supply for the Savior will give it by His Holy Spirit. Joy like the river makes you feel so fine. you try it, you'll have a lifetime supply, for the Savior will give it through His Holy Spirit. Joy like a river makes you feel so fine, new, new wine, the wine that makes you smile all the time. seated. I'd like for our choir to prepare to sing, and as they do, we have among us today one of our state representatives who has visited our church on a couple occasions. He has been representative in the state of Oregon with our state legislature for almost six years. He can't serve as a state legislator again, so he's going to try for the Senate. Representative Starr, I want you to come and give us a greeting. It's good to have you and your wife here today. This man has taken a stand against the gay issues, homosexual issues in our state. One Sunday morning he called me early. Good to have you here. He called me on a Sunday morning about 7.30 and he said, Pastor King, there's a bill coming up to give the gays rights in Oregon. And he said, I want your church to pray. 
And I said, Representative Starr, I don't know what your schedule is today, but if you could be with us tonight in our Sunday night service, I'd let you talk to our people. And he rearranged his schedule to be with us that Sunday night and tell us what was happening down in Salem. And we went to prayer, and thank God it got defeated. Amen. this need our prayer so he served as long as he can as a state representative and now he's trying to gain a senate seat in the state of Oregon representative Stards, good to have you here with your wife you may be seated pastor king thank you very much i didn't expect to speak today it's been a privilege for me to be in this body from time to time and I'm blessed by your devotion and worship of the Lord praise his holy name you've uh, got a beautiful facility here a wonderful pastor I just uh, marvel at what work that God has done in this community through this body and I thank you very much for your support and uh, I'm going to do all I can to continue to represent the people of Oregon in a way that please God Thank you very much. I come into your presence past the gates of praise into your sanctuary till we're standing face to face I look upon your countenance I see the fullness of your grace and I can only bow down and
so very honored I mean that with my whole heart to have our cousin Lonnie Treadway from Beaumont, Texas to preach again today he preached last night and preached Friday night two very unique and outstanding messages and you're going to be blessed by the preaching of this this fine man of God pastored in Beaumont, Texas for 28 years, half of his life. And uh, he is a tremendous pastor, tremendous heart. Brother Tred Treadway, such a joy and a delight to have you in this place for this cause and in our home. God bless you, sir. Praise God. If you would be so kind to do it, I wish we'd give the Lord the loudest sound of praise of any praise offering that's ever been given during this whole celebration time. Let's just make this place alive and make those boards move around a little bit with a loud clap offering to the Lord. Would you do that? Hiya, Colomar. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. 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 Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Oh, hallelujah! 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 Praise the living God. Let all the people say amen. Amen. We're so delighted to have all of you here today. I want to take my liberty. It seems like everybody else has. I don't know why I'd want to get cramped up when everybody else did what they wanted to do, huh? And I was going to uh, just really, I mean, take my liberty big. Well, you better watch out. You don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Anybody that's got to go because of some responsibility to your own church or whatever, we'll let you go. 
but we're going to press on with what we're doing. I noticed some had to go, and we understand that. And if you feel that you need to go, we don't want you to feel bad about it. If you need to do that, I believe this honorable pastor and this congregation would let you go away. Uh, this has been a lengthy service. And what what's really uh, a terrible thing for me right now, the longer this service goes, I've just been writing more and more notes. So there's no telling how long I'm going to preach. My wife, my wife's not here to give me the eye. And everybody's been agging me on, so I'll just do what I, I'll do what feels good. Amen. Why don't you be seated some moments and then I'll read to you out of the word of the Lord. God has been, his presence has been rich and precious and good during this whole uh, celebration and dedication time that actually commenced here Friday evening. I got a late start. I was not here for the first part of that meeting, but it's been good all the way through. And I'm glad God honored me and favored me to get to be a part of it. We welcome this honorable representative here today. State Representative Starr, we're so glad you're here today. What has happened around here these last two meetings and then today being the third one is we are trying to properly uh, touch everybody that has contributed to bringing this occasion about. And it takes a lot of hard labor and a lot of hard uh, sacrifice and giving to bring all this to pass. Before I even um, make any remarks, I want to let this congregation know that four of the dearest people in the world are here as our guests today. And some of you didn't know that yet. It's Craig Honeycutt and his wife and his two sweet babies. I wish Craig and his wife and those babies, they're up high. Would you stand? These folks are from Beaumont, Texas. And guess what happened to me here last night? Some of the finest looking people walked up to me when church was done and said, uh, God bless you, sir. We will see you in Beaumont next Sunday. Right here in this meeting, they will be with us. 
at New Life Tabernacle next Sunday in Beaumont, Texas. I told him, I said, you lucked out, I'm going to be there next Sunday. <laughs> God's good, isn't he? Amen. Amen. Craig was a very young boy in the church at Beaumont when I accepted responsibility to pastor that church. And not too many years after that, uh, we conducted the funeral of his father, Leo Honeycutt, one, a very grand and wonderful friend of mine, was also a member of the church, and I kindly adopted Craig. I feel almost like Craig's my boy. And he and I have had some good times praying together in that prayer room um, back in Beaumont. One time he was kind of getting out of line, and I just grabbed a hold of him and started praying, and tears cut loose. I cried all over Craig. Tears just fell all over him. And he told me, he said, Brother Treadway, please don't do that no more. He said, I don't think I can stand that. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you what, uh, I when I love, I love hard. And I love Craig and his sweet wife. They're here uh, today in this meeting. We welcome all of you to the house. I was also telling Brother King in their home today, and I I feel to say this to the whole congregation. In these times that we're living now with the church and constituency, even of the size that I have in Beaumont, I'm constantly losing good members to different areas of the country and even in Texas. And sometimes I'm really put in quite a straight when they ask me which church in the area that I'm moving to would I select for my church home. And I told the kings today, I said, you know, I believe I could go to heaven from this church. I'd feel good about sending anybody to this church. And if circumstances ever uh, worked in such a way, I'd be willing to come and be a part of this church and just sit here. I feel, I feel at home around here. Amen. Praise God. I believe that God honors your labors. I feel that your sacrifices have been accepted. Can you imagine how it would feel if you offered something like this to God and because your heart wasn't right and because your motive wasn't right? Can you imagine how it would feel to be in a meeting like this and feel a sense of rejection? from the mighty God. I think that would probably be one of the 
hardest things to ever go through. You know, when Cain was rejected, there was bitterness that began to spring up and evil and hatred and animosity that turned into a murderous spirit and he actually killed his brother. Terrible things can happen when your sacrifice is not accepted. But you know what? I just feel the Lord opening his arms today. I feel a little taste, I think, of what will happen uh, when we really reach the end of our earthly duties and responsibilities. And I feel just a tinge of him saying today, well done for a job well performed. And God is worthy of this beautiful palace this beautiful place he's worthy of it very very worthy of this and more yet so let the people say amen, amen. praise Jesus there have been statements made today lest I get to preaching and I forget to get back to it I want to just drop one little thought here with you. There's been several times that public speakers for this occasion have alluded to the fact that the temple that Solomon was allowed to build and his name is attached to it, Solomon's Temple. He was the one that dedicated it, prayed the prayer of dedication. There's been some statements made in these meetings that it very well could have been called the Temple of David. And I'm not going to tell you where this is. If you're not aware of it, I'll challenge you to find it in the Bible. But do you know what really happened? David, first of all, he said he had it in his heart. He wanted to build God a house. And... Um, it appeared that he had been granted permission. And then it was reversed. You know, to make it through this life, you're going to have to have total sold out commitment to God. You got to keep loving him when it's yes. And you got to keep loving him when you get disappointed with a no. David thought he was going to build the house. And then the prophet returned and said, David, sir, that's not going to come to pass. You won't get to build that house. David took an attitude. He said, even though I can't build it, 
I want to furnish everything. <laughs> everything I want to furnish. All the gold and the precious metals and the wood. Everything. The craftsmanship. Everything that I can I want to furnish. Even though I can't be the one to build it. But you know that's not the end of that story. You know what the end of it is? God paid him another visit. And he said, I can't let you build me a house. But I've got something better for you than that. I'm going to build you a house. Do you know what that really represents? David and Solomon. Solomon built the structure. But David represents the praise, the people, the flesh and blood. When you go to that 15th chapter of Acts, when the great controversy was going on and James the Apostle stepped in, he never said anything about the Temple of Solomon being raised back up. But he said, the Tabernacle of David, it will be raised back up. It's an everlasting you know what's so incredible about this occasion right here? We've got the temple and the tabernacle. We've got both houses here. Praise God. That's how much God loves us. He lets you build the structure. He also is furnishing you with the tabernacle, which is the human beings that have been born again, sanctified, and set apart to be the real superstructure of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Shall we just lift our hands and love him? I love you. I praise you. I magnify your name, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 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 You may stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. I'd like to read to you from Ephesians. Chapter number one. I would like to read to you from Acts of the Apostles in early church, chapter number 20. If you would like, you could find those places right now and then we will just move in that direction. 
And if you will grant me permission, I would like to indulge a little further in this word and read just one short passage from Matthew. Number 13. In the 13th verse of Ephesians, number one, I wish you would look also at number five. We'll not read it. I'll just point out to you that it declares in verse number five of Ephesians one that he God in the flesh, God Almighty predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Now to 13 the same chapter in whom ye also trusted after that you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also after that ye believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. I want this entire congregation with me to just say those two words right there near the end of that verse and we'll we'll attach the word thee to it also i want you to say the purchased possession let's say that together the purchased possession and then from acts chapter number 20 I'd like to read number 27 for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood nobody gave him the church he bought it fair and square there was no crooked dealing under the table 
He paid the full price for this church. He's got a clear title to it. Out of Matthew number 13, I think every one of these scriptures have already been read here in these times of celebration and thanksgiving to the Lord. This Matthew 13 and 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Praise God. Let the people say amen. I wish we would just uh, open our heart up to God right now and pray and ask him to have his complete will in the preaching of the word today. Shall we pray? Dear God, I look to you. This is a precious time and a memorable time for all of us. And I would like for you, Lord, to give me clarity of mind. I don't want, oh Lord, to influence this message with anything that would put any kind of stigma with it or put my own flavor to it. I wish I could just lend my mouth to you and let you use my mouth. And speak the word of the Lord here today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And let all the people say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We have our district superintendent of this Oregon district here today and the district superintendent of Arizona and many ministering brethren we appreciate you being here I want to talk to you just a little while this evening about God's purchased possession. How could you come to an occasion like this and preach about anything other than the church? The church of the living God. I want you to understand today that God only has one church. Just one church, that's all. 
in the book of Hebrews, my mind, you don't even have to turn or you may, whatever your wishes. My mind has been so forcefully attracted to some words in that 12th chapter for days and days and days. They just linger in my mind and I'm thinking about it every time I walk into my meetings at home or even any place else like here. But you are come, this is Hebrews 12 and 22. But you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. I think some folks have erred in times past in thinking that that had to do with on the other side. It doesn't have to do with on the other side. It has to do with right here in this palace of praise right now. Everything that God is and everything that the church is entitled to, it's available to us right here in this house. I'm telling you, there's not but one church, and that's worlds without end. Reaching all the way back to the day of Pentecost, there's still just one church. And I believe we're strengthened here today even by those that have departed by way of death and are even at this point in the presence of the Lord waiting for the great day I think we're encompassed with them it's the church of the firstborn that always has to do with the entirety of the church God's purchased possession When I was a youngster, I had influence, I was influenced by a Sunday school teacher that should have, should have been in a position of being taught rather than teach it. And this Sunday school teacher was teaching me that Jesus Christ was the pearl of great price. And that's not true. The pearl of great price is the church. And the one that purchased the church 
is the one in that story that sold everything he had to purchase this church. When you look back to the book of Genesis at how awesome and marvelous and mighty and miraculous our God is and you try to envision him creating this world speaking it into existence bringing it about point by point even to the dividing of the waters from the waters and bringing about an atmosphere in the heaven above the heavens and bringing about everything that we know in this world all of that everything that has to do with this world cost our God nothing He spoke it into existence. I like to read that sometimes when I'm alone and just think about it. Those six creative days and how God spoke all these marvelous things into being and then he I can almost see him just kindly take a step or two back and square his shoulders and, and compliment what he's done. He passed his own judgment on it. He said, you know, this is good. You know, the first negative thing that ever came out of God's mouth that's on the record was when he made the male gender. I mean, it had been positive, positive, upbeat, big time. And representative, when he made the male gender, he took several steps back. And he said, hey, this is not good. That's the first negative thing that ever came out of God's mouth. He said, this is not good. This is not acceptable. This won't fly. He didn't get Adam's permission. He didn't discuss it with him. He just brought him into the operating room and put him to sleep. Some of us fellas from that day to here, we're afraid to even take a nap. <laughs> he put the old boy to sleep. And when he woke up, God had him a big surprise. He had him a woman. 
and put her by his side. He took a rib out of Adam while he was sleeping. And he made a woman from that rib. He put her right by his side to be a helpmeet and to make the picture complete. And you know, just in my line of duty is trying to be a shepherd. Do you know it's a lot sadder to me when a man loses his wife in death than it is when a woman loses her husband. It seems like a lady just kind of knows how to deal with it. And some of these guys go bananas, whatever that is. I see Albert Dillon right now asking his wife not to ever leave him. You better hold on to her. There's no telling what'll happen to you if you lose her for any reason. It's an incomplete thing when a man does not have his wife. It just balances the thing out. Somebody knew what they were talking about when they called it your better half. I don't know what would be going on in my life today if I didn't have the wife that I've got. She keeps me from getting high and lifted up. <laughs> Just about the time I start thinking more highly of myself than I should, she brings me back face to face with reality. Did you hear about those two Cajuns that was having a fuss down in South Louisiana? A man and his wife, those Cajuns, they can get heated up, my friend. They have a funny way of expressing themselves. This fellow was exasperated out of sorts, in terrible state of mind. He looked his wife right straight in the face. He said, I don't even know how God could make something so beautiful as you and you be so stupid. They get plain. You well understand what they're saying. She smiled back at him real big. She said, I can explain it all. Said, he made me beautiful so you would want me. And said, he made me stupid so I'd want you. <laughs>
You gotta watch those girls. You never get one on them. Anything I pull on my wife, she outdoes me. God wanted that kind of companionship. I told you the other night, God never blunders. He never made a mistake. He never overreacts. He's a God of action. I've had people almost making me cry because God was so sad about the destruction and the havoc that came to the Garden of Eden. Let me tell you, God never was pleased with that. He wanted him a bride. He wanted him a companion. He was not so worried about Adam having one as he was. He needs one. Every time you conduct a wedding ceremony, I'm always aware of the fact that God's just standing there shuffling his feet, saying, my day is coming. My day is coming when I'll be married to my bride. The church is his bride. He loves us. He gave us his name. We're entitled to anything he has. Our God's rich in houses and land, and we're his heir. Oh, hallelujah. Let's all give him a big praise offering. Hallelujah. There is nothing on this earth like the church. He purchased it at the expense of everything he has. He gave everything locked stock in peril for the purchase of this church. He didn't pull any kind of shenanigan. He didn't do any business on the table. He didn't do anything crooked. He said he didn't come to outsmart the law or to manipulate the law or to destroy the law but he said I came to fulfill the law and if it takes a death to save you I'll die I'll shed my blood I'll give everything I have I'll cash in on all that I own for the purchase of the church God loves the church he loves the church I was driving through Louisiana during the early part of the week of this week, this past week, Thanksgiving week. And part of my old stomping grounds there is I traveled through. I saw where mankind had brought in machinery, 
and level the ground, hauled off great big old trees, heavy thick timber, places I had enjoyed. You know, there's big dedication uh, or uh, exerted effort in our day right now to save the world, to save the earth. Sometimes I think it's more political than genuine. Sometimes I think it's more to aggravate us than it is to bless us. Probably fattening somebody's pocketbook up in the name of trying to save our world. But you know what? God doesn't get that concerned about that. He spoke all that stuff into existence. He made that dry rod of Aaron's bud and bare almonds in one night. There's not anything he can't do. But when it came down to the church, he couldn't do that. He can't speak it into existence. It didn't come that easy. There's a big price that's paid. He had to offer himself as a sacrifice, holy, undefiled, without any wrath or bitterness. He gave himself pure and clean and holy to save us and to bring us into existence. If you want to be a part of what's the nearest and the dearest to God, be a part of the church. Sometimes I say this as kindly as I know how. But sometimes when the General Assembly of the United Nations meets, I sometimes wonder if God's there. I wish he was. I hope he is. But I'll tell you what I do know. Where two or three are gathered together in his name. There he is right in the midst of them. You don't ever have to go on a search for God. You don't ever have to go on a wild goose chase trying to find God. I know people that's traveled all over the United States looking for God. And all you've got to do is gather together with a couple of believers in his name. And there he is right in the midst. Tried to preach a message to my folks not long ago from the question, where is heaven? They all looked at me like I'd fallen out of a tree. I asked 
the audience, and most of them said, of course, you know, as the day wears on, when you point that way, it's in a different direction. Twelve hours from now, you'll be pointing the other way. Where is heaven? You know, one time, while I've been there in Beaumont, maybe more than one, but I will remember one occasion when the President of the United States came to our city. It's about a half a mile from my house. They put him in a hotel, and they spent God only knows how much money. They had that room of his wired up hotline that was back uh, when the Soviet Union was still alive and well. They had him hot wired to, to the Kremlin. They had a hotline to the White House. They had him connected to everything that needed to be connected. It hit news in our town that the central part and intelligence of the most important government on this planet was in Beaumont, Texas. Everything that it takes to be the president was there. Do you understand that that's what we've got right here in this house right now? Where Jesus is, that's where heaven is. That's why Paul was able to say he makes us sit together in what kind of places? Heavenly places. Where he is, that's heaven. That's everything there is to God. He doesn't have to make a call. This is it. I'd rather be in trouble with anybody in the world than to be in trouble with the church. There is nothing that counts in this world like the church. Nothing counts. There is no force, no power on this earth like the church absolutely there is none I don't know where God is when Congress meets I don't know where he is when the Senate meets it's most evident a lot of times if he was there they kept a lid on him and they ignored his word but I want you to know, when the church meets, God is here. Did you ever notice, even in the book of Revelation, and in other cases in the Bible, when it reveals the Lord God in the New Jerusalem or in the heavens, did you ever notice that even when John saw him, he was sitting? But when Stephen was stoned, 
and he looked into the heavens, he saw Jesus standing. When you touch this church, you bring God's full attention to you. I don't want anything to do with pulling something negative about the church. I don't want anything to do with bringing any kind of problem to the church. I don't want anything to do with that. It's always been incredible to me. We talk about what prayer brings and what fasting brings. And God forbid that I'd stand here talking prayer down or talking fasting down. But I got a curiosity one time and I got to trying to find where anybody ever prayed a prayer for Saul of Tarsus. I got to trying to find where...